welcome to Surf in the Psychic Waves. I'm your host, Christy Walsh. I'm excited to say hello to the globe. In this show, we hope to bring you new ideas to your spiritual path by letting you hear how other folks have walked their path or how they awaken. We have some astrology waves coming up from the planet Neptune and Pisces until 2025, and it's opening up the world of art to us, whether it's music, DJs, setting the energy of a great night. You get the picture. My special guest star surfer today is Julia Stone Street Smith. Julia has been reading since 1993 officially. You can find out more about Julia Stone Street Smith at juliastonestreetsmith.com. So welcome, Julia. I'm so happy you're here. I'm so happy to be here with you. We're talking about kind of what is going on. It's, you know, the end of February. We're supposed to be preparing for like an equinox or something happening in March. There's all these astrology things happening with planets and water signs. And so what is up with the surf? What do you notice about kind of the energy around you? Well, I think we have kind of a complicated mix happening right now because the last time I was surfing with you, we talked about Pluto and Capricorn. There's there's a flare-up right now of the Pluto in Capricorn squaring Uranus and Aries. And Jupiter even joined in briefly last week, creating an opposition to Capricorn, creating what's called a T-square. So that pattern is very kind of intense, and it's about revolution, and it's about tearing structures down and rebuilding. And we see a lot of that in the world right now in in Venezuela, in the Ukraine, and, you know, these sort of revolutionary energies. But then we have this other kind of energy happening at the same time. And, you know, we've got this new moon in Pisces right now, anybody who's listening on Friday, February 28th. Um, And we have, you know, Jupiter in Cancer. We've got Saturn in Scorpio. And that water energy is sort of like the opposite. Because Neptune and Pisces? Yeah, sort of like chilling out and really seeing the beauty in the world. And maybe when we're identifying with that part of the energy, I think it's it's almost hard to move or do anything. <laughs> because it's all about experiencing maybe a, a state of being as opposed to trying to do something or get something done or make something happen. Yeah, it seems like... Um that Pluto and Capricorn is making us do that internal structure and what kind of, what is that? What does that mean to us? And I think being in the flow and kind of just sort of letting things happen and kind of rolling along seems a lot easier right now. Well, yeah. And I was having a really interesting conversation with a psychic friend of mine yesterday who's been going through some health issues related to his heart And so, you know, we've been talking a lot about stress and he's a very healthy guy. He's a very conscious guy, which is good because he can weather these kinds of storms. But he had this really clear awareness in the last few days, especially after uh, an episode of his heart problem, where he just realized that, you know, the body has a pace and You can try to override it. You can spend a lot of time pushing and and sort of trying to, you know, assert yourself sort of past this natural sort of earth pace. Or you can get into the earth pace, find that sweet spot of feeling grounded and like like you're getting stuff done, but but without the effort and without the force. But it's right. Find your pace. Find your natural pace. Now, for some people, that's going to be faster. 
And if you're a fiery, you know, type, you have a lot of fire in your chart, or a lot of air, you're naturally going to move faster. But if you have a lot of earth and water, maybe you move slower, maybe that's okay. And I think this, this big trine that we have with, with a planet in each water sign and a couple planets in Pisces, we have Saturn in uh, Scorpio, Jupiter in Cancer, Neptune's Sun, and Chiron, which is really an asteroid, but we use it too. In Pisces, I think it is inviting the world. I think it's sort of saying, hey, world, do you want to find a, a pace that works? You can unhook from the sort of frenetic energy if you want to. Yeah, I've noticed that it seems... Like there is the layer of the world that I like to plan, and then there's this sort of other thing that happens, and that frenetic energy, it doesn't make sense to me anymore. And I'm not sure how else to describe it, but it's like when there's too much hype around something, I don't quite get it. Right, and the frenetic energy is so sort of, you know... It, it it's keeps, like hiding the oneness. So yeah, it I keeps us out. It keeps us from keeps being able to out. connect with source energy, each other, our planet, our experience. So I do think there's a growing awareness, and maybe people articulate it in many different ways, but something along the lines of the way this is doesn't work for me. The way this is set up, it stresses me out. I don't. I'm not really feeling like I can live in a way that feels authentic or, or even value systems like, wait, am I, is this really what I want? Am I really willing to kill myself for this stuff over here? Or am I really looking for an experience? Those water signs are offering us an experience of being, just being. And that's hard. Yeah, <laughs> it's hard. And I, I find myself kind of brushing up against the being part. And um, I know you talked to a lot of uh, and counsel a lot of folks that are having these wild work issues, and I've shared some of mine with you, obviously not on SoundCloud. I have no work issues there. But um, <laughs> but uh, I was having a conversation with someone at work, and I was saying, well, you know, with this group over here, you know, they really like working with each other, and they like communicating with each other and sharing information. And sort of the other side of the conversation was how uh, these other people just like to get stuff done. And I was like, well, what are we doing here then? It's like I didn't know which camp to pick because I kind of want it all. I mean, there are some days where I want to get stuff done. I'm sure lots of people out there want to do the same thing. And then there's other times where I kind of want to do it as a community, you know? Right. And I think and, we can have both and have a, a healthy relationship to both. But maybe first yeah. we have to see our unhealthy relationship to both. Yeah. I mean, I guess, you know, the downside, I guess, of working together as a team and collaboration and enjoying that space is that there is a lot of cheerleading maybe that goes on. And maybe, you know, that's kind of the high-end point versus a group that sort of gossips about each other behind their back. And then there's the people who get stuff done, but then they're not really making any connection with any other humans in the workplace. And I just, 
it's just so weird after being on this planet for so many years that this is even coming up. I mean, I've really never thought about it. Like, what am I really creating here? Is it a vibration that I want to get to in this particular workspace? Or is it um, uh, a result, uh, an outcome that I want? It's like I, I, something about the water signs is kind of like clearing it away. Like, do I want to go back to Atlantis? Like, is the water going to move out of the way and there's this beautiful underwater city? Is that where I want to be? And, you know, I guess I haven't thought about it out loud before. I know. It's really interesting. Right now, that sort of sense of dream world versus real world is, I think, pretty fuzzy. And I don't know what was going on with me yesterday, but I had this revelation because I'm a big dreamer. I'm not as action-oriented as a lot of other people. I like to hang out and contemplate stuff probably a little too much. I could use some action. But I was thinking to myself, I had a revelation around some of my dreams. Like some dreams are just dreams. They're, they're not, it's not something I'm ever going to put any energy into trying to make it real. I'm, I'm suddenly very aware of that. Some dreams will always be in the dream world and I can go hang out there and I don't want it to become real. I don't want it to, I don't want to bring it here. Other dreams, yeah. I do. It's like, no, I want to manifest that. that. I need that to be more real and tangible. And I think I'm at a point in my own life where I'm really starting to get more clear about, okay, like which ones do I put the energy into and which ones do I just kind of let them hang like they're okay where they're at. And, and it's great. And I love it. And I can go visit and, and get like a vacation type experience. And it's okay that I'm not going to throw a hundred percent of my energy behind, you know, trying to make it real. <laughs> I'm so glad you're saying this. Cause I have noticed um, maybe since the beginning of the year where I seem to have all these ideas and I, it's like, I don't know where to put them. And and some of them are dreams, just total dreams, but I still don't know where they go. Well, and I don't I think do I've think, had that problem before. Yeah, I really think for the most part, we live in a reality in a time period where action is rewarded more than the, the idea space or the the dream space. I mean, if you can't make it real, then nobody cares. You know, it's not it doesn't mean anything. So. I would love to see the pendulum swing back towards us dreamers. <laughs> that would be so convenient for me um, because I really enjoy kind of spending part of my life doing that. And I don't, I don't think it's a waste of time or an invalid option. Yeah, I don't think so either. I mean, I got to wonder about, you know, the Leonardo da Vinci's and the Michelangelo's. I mean, it, we only hear sort of about all their thinking and doing and their notebooks and stuff, but there had to be contemplation in there somewhere. Right. And they to didn't get have all computers that computers and telephones and everything was much slower. They had to make I their mean, own paper. Yeah, just to, just to get across town was like a major, you know, day-long excursion to go have lunch with a friend. I mean, so... Yeah, how much of their time was spent in a more meditative kind of state just just by the way things were set up? It yeah. was slower. It was slower and it doesn't seem like there was such a barrier to creation. No, and I think I think I think that slower pace was kinder to the physical body. Now I'm I can only speculate, but 
based on the rushing around that I see around me in the city, people trying to get somewhere, and the sort of this the stress that's kind of radiating off of people. I mean, to me, it's sort of like this does not seem healthy. Yeah, I don't understand it. So every day you wake up and you go to work. I mean, most people have that experience, but not all people. But it's like... So every day you're going to wake up and you're going to make your bed. But the next day you're going to do it again and again and again. It's like it just doesn't quite make sense. So then why is there all the rushing around? Yeah, why are we in such a hurry? Where are we going? I don't know where we're going. And if you're, we're going to the same place every day, going to interact with the same people, like where's the big problem? We, You know, most people have wheels of some kind if they're going to – get out there and go to a job every day, whatever those wheels look like. And so they can get there. They're mobile. So then it's still, I don't understand the stress about it. Yeah, we're getting down to some real kind of core truth here. Yeah. Okay. So let me, let me back up. So um, we've had some technical issues that we've worked out and with the universe. And so, okay. So I was just saying, you know, we wake up in the morning, we go to some sort of a job, and we have the mobility to get us there. We obviously have the communication devices to communicate if we're going to be five minutes late or an hour late, or who who even cares about late if you have to go to this job every day? So it's like, where's the big surprise? So then why is there all the stress? If you don't want to work, you don't really have to work. You could do something else, you know. I mean, maybe there are situations that you find yourself in that you don't want to be in. You know, I'm not talking about that. I just mean that it just seems like the routine has so much stress that it doesn't need to. I agree. And I think that I think because everything is so speeded up, we've kind of accepted that this is how we do it. We got to do this. We got to rush around. <laughs> That's how we do stuff. That's how we get it done. And so, you know, I, I don't want to say everybody's a little bit mind controlled by the pace, but maybe. maybe. I, I'm not sure people realize they have a choice or they do, but, but the choice to not do it is a little more frightening than just keeping going. Yeah. So I guess I'm I'm not sure what that is still. It's like that conflict of sort of not having so many ideas, not knowing where to put them or having so many dreams that you'd like to occur or sort of be a part of. And then this routine has so much stress to it that it's like, what do you need to focus on? It's almost overwhelming in either direction. If you're just in contemplation, there's too much to contemplate or you have to get in the car and get on a freeway somewhere and that's too much also it's like just almost too much energy yeah we definitely are living in a you know i get an image of like like electrical circuits being overloaded you know it's like yeah. we just plug too much stuff in we plugged in too much stuff and now the whole place is like you know and, and, <laughs> and nobody realizes like we could just unplug some of that you know, and and maybe we don't even need the revolution where we like we we raise everything and start at the beginning. Um, this is another revelation I've had in the last few months, which seems so simple. But, you know, I think a lot of us want to change the world and make it better somehow. But it 
for me at least, sometimes I think I don't do anything because whatever I do isn't going to be enough. Instead of just saying, I can do a little, I'll do a little piece, you know, I'll just, and that's great, you know, it's great, just do a little, you're not going to be able to change everything, that's fine, but the sort of overwhelming feeling of all these problems in the world and injustices and inequality and, and unfairness and I think this is a very Piscean space to play in because it's easy to get jaded and to almost just decide I'm not I, – I can't do anything about that. So I'll just – I'll stay in the dream space. You know, I'll just stay in there. Now that – Right. That's kind of an interesting thing too. Oh, I just – I think I almost just lost you there. Hello? I'm here. Okay. I think um, that's an interesting space too because – Part of you could just hold down the fort of things going well. You know, you could be the one person on the planet that's having a great day, no injustice in that part of, you know, your world. And, you know, you're holding out for this good energy to kind of exist. It's like we don't get that chance to kind of embrace the good stuff either. So then we go to the dream world. And so then we don't end up creating the great space right here on Earth, like right in our own backyard. Right. Right. Either I mean, so it's like I either want to go solve world peace right now or I want to dream. But actually, if I just stuck with me, <laughs> I would probably get a lot more out of it. Right. If it's just me and the Earth and where I am standing or sitting on the Earth, then I could just play in that world and see where I can improve something around me or, or not even improve, just enjoy it. So what is the next human step? It's like, I know that's a huge, big question, but you know, the Olympics were kind of a bust for me and I love the Olympics. I just couldn't get into it because there was too much, I don't know, people being upset about something about it. There was a lot of, of energy and stories coming out that sort of detracted. It's so interesting because there's actually a word for that where it's like, well, it's like psychological warfare. I mean, that sounds yeah. strong, but where you're sort of like you're you're in conflict with someone, but you're not direct about it. So with the Olympics, it's like we're in conflict with Russia right now as a nation. But instead of just coming right out and saying, you guys are bugging us, it's all like, oh, did you see what they did and to the stray dogs that live around there? And, oh, their mountain is not set up for skiing. People are getting hurt. And some of that's true. It's true. But it's just so interesting how that overshadowed the whole event. Yeah, I just don't remember that in the past. Me neither. I mean – not to this level. Yeah. I think we're and pretty like, mad at them. <laughs> <laughs> it just, I just, I don't understand. Because I think like, I've what even are read, we doing? I think I've even read some headlines recently on my little political blogs that I hang out on. Sort of like, you know, some, some politicians are calling for a, a new Cold War, which sounds insane. Like, why would we do that? Why would we want to do that? But like, things are better when we're in a Cold War with them. And like what, whatever. I mean, see, that's not the water energy, but in no. a way, we I could almost say these hurt feelings that we have as a nation towards this other nation, this sort of inability to trust, 
mm-hmm. probably is a man, sort of a manifestation of the shadow of the water energy. Like, we can't be friends. You know, we're not going to be your friend because we don't trust you because this. But the healed side of that would be like, hey, let's let's try to work together. OK, seriously, like we got to get together. We don't like everything you do, but it's becoming a very small world and there are really big problems and we just can't afford to be sniping at each other like this. I know. It just seems like um, it's really out of – it's not making sense anymore. Many of the stories, I think, in the news overall. And yet, I probably get the best news from Russian TV. Cool. I know. Is it in English? <laughs> yeah. They, they broadcast here. Wow. So, yeah. So, so this is what I uh, actually, let me back up. So this is what I don't understand. You're in New Mexico, right? You, for some reason, you have access to different stations than I do here on the West Coast. But I get access to Russian TV and many people that I've talked to of all different walks of life are watching Russian TV Interesting. because it has the best news. It gives you the story straight. And yet, I, I mean, I actually still don't know if that's true. It just seems like that news is more real. Right. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, God, this is just turning into a quagmire. I know. <laughs> It's like, so we're back to the dream world. So what's real? Which news is real? I don't know. Which Olympics is real? I'm not sure. Right. What's real? Why do we rush around? What are we trying to accomplish? Is that real? Is is it real that we can get some stuff done and that somehow that'll change things or feel better or, or you know, move something around? Is all this moving, you know, trying to get stuff done really a way to just not slow down and feel what's happening? Yeah, it seems very distraction oriented. Um, And with all these water signs, I really, really thought there was going to be like this art explosion. Well, maybe you know, there is, but maybe maybe we need to get sort of to the other side and then go, oh, my God, look what everyone did while that was happening. You know, like we might not yeah. be at the point where we see that. For some yeah. reason, I have a lot of attention on films. I don't know. And that yeah. can be considered a Neptunian thing. Yeah, I just I don't know what we're doing on this planet anymore. Seriously, it's very confusing. We're getting yeah. shaken like one of those snow globes, I think. I think so, too. And it's it seems to have just started about maybe a week ago where things just started getting weird. Like the words I say to other people, they don't understand and vice versa. And it could be a very simple sentence. And I'm just like, wow, I don't know what you're – I don't – you know – I wish I could understand you, but I really can't integrate what's what's coming out of your mouth right now. Right. Um, but it's not visual, which is interesting. I think it's more audio right now. Right. Like this kind of recalibration. I think maybe last year, the year before, we had maybe some of the visual stuff happening where you would look outside and all the trees were glowing and stuff. That would happen a lot. But now it just seems like a uh, normal trees glowing again. Yeah, I think we adjust to these shifts in the energy, and then it's sort of, 
hard to remember that there was an adjustment. It's suddenly it's just nor- the new normal. Like yeah, things are really yeah. weird, and it's like, yeah, and that's normal now. Yeah, <laughs> and it happens much faster. And the, what we're kind of talking about is is this idea of ascension, and um, I guess you know this has happened on the planet a couple times already, but just we weren't around, you know, a couple millions thousands of years ago yeah well you might be a little more optimistic it's not that i'm not optimistic but i don't know if the earth will ever become a more equitable place and actually believing that or being in that belief helps me feel more peaceful because it takes the pressure off. I don't have to try so hard. If I'm just like, Earth is the crazy place. You know, if you went to an amusement park and there were all these different universes and you go on the Earth ride, it's it's a nutty ride. I mean, it's crazy. And there are points where you're sort of screaming and like really hanging on tight and then you're laughing. And it kind of helps me to see it that way so that I don't have to try so hard to, again, with these big ideas like I need it to be more peaceful here. I can't handle it you know sort of like well it's just a ride it's a ride it's an intense ride i'm on it i'm gonna love it yeah and that gets us back to the beingness yeah yeah why can't we just be on the ride why do we get all like trying to make the ride or or figure out what the ride is or or define it or or make stories about what it means the ride means something it's like maybe it doesn't maybe it's just a ride i'm not yeah. saying we're not big eternal beings i'm just saying this ride's nuts and for some reason we all you know got in line in this part of the amusement park cuz we were like i need something to shake me up and now we're here <laughs> that's I guess that's the explanation that I want you know I guess I wanted to know on day one this is what you're doing here this is the ride you're on you know get out there scream your head off see what happens right just I think that would help oh it'd be great we would be having so much more fun if if just there was a big announcement like hey everybody (laughs) it's just a ride you know it'd be like (laughs) really Cool. I'm going to take bigger risks or I'm just going to – I might travel the world or who knows what I would do. I don't know if I would do my routine, the routine that you were talking about earlier. I don't know because it's just a ride and it's not going to last forever and I want to to enjoy the ride as much as I can. Yeah, me too. And enjoying the ride for me even applies to the times that are difficult. Just because to me, the earth experience is so visceral, so intense. You know, we have these bodies and these five senses and sensations. And I mean, it's just so intense that even when it's hard, I'm kind of into it. Like, yeah, this ride is like, it's like, you know, really does make you feel sort of shaken up and and alive. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I guess I've just been contemplating the mystery of it all. But I'd rather forget the mystery. I'd rather go back to the roller coaster amusement park ride idea because then at least you're in it, you know? 
Yeah, and there participating. are other rhymes and rides that will go on. You know, the the like riding on a swan in the pond or something. That ride's great too. You know, where you really are relaxing. It's just that's not the ride we're on right now. That's not on this planet anyway. Right, we're not doing that ride right now. No, we're complaining about Olympics. We're worried about the Oscars and what we're going to wear. We're, you know, just upset about how fast things are moving. And yet we forgot we were on a roller coaster. It is complicated here. Yeah. Okay, so Julia Stone Street Smith, uh, what's your website? JuliaStoneStreetSmith.com Okay, how easier could that be? All right. So thank you so much for serving these psychic waves with us today. And uh, hopefully that helps some of you folks out there that forgot you were just on a roller coaster. Go ahead and stream your head off. Okay. 